Hello, and welcome back to Real Big Mistakes, where we reevaluate a film's critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes and determine if the movies are better or worse than their reputation suggests. I'm Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. And I am Rich Tola. All right, and this week, uh, it was my turn to pick the movie, and I picked Dirty Work. Now, yes. uh, why? Norm Mac- why? Okay, have you figured out why? I have, yes. Okay, do you want to tell us why, or shall I be the one to do that? You, you tell us, and I'll, I'll just confirm or, you know, correct you if you are mistaken. Um, it is because of who the director is, which is someone I didn't even know ever directed anything, but uh, apparently this movie was directed by Bob Saget, who had recently passed away. That's a big factor. That's the bigger factor, but there's another reason also. Norm MacDonald only died like five months ago or six months ago, and mm-hmm. I don't know what Norm MacDonald meant to you. We could talk about this when we talk about the cast, but, I mean, when I think of Saturday Night Live and when I think of Weekend Update, I think of Norm MacDonald. So it happened, I'm sure, because of my age, that's a factor, but I really do think he was one of, if not the best, Weekend Update correspondents on Saturday Night Live. And I just loved his deadpan humor. I loved his stand-up. I saw him uh, once live at stand-up in New Brunswick at the Stress Factory. So I was always a big Norm MacDonald fan. And being a big Norm MacDonald fan, like being a Chris Farley fan, you've got to love Tommy Boy. Well, being a Norm MacDonald fan, Dirty Work was his first leading role in a movie and his biggest leading role in a movie, uh, even though it bombed at the box office, did not launch his career into movie stardom. Like, I mean, Chris Farley, if he lived longer, could have maybe been a bigger star. Adam Sandler, you know, as we all know, turned into a huge star. Will Ferrell turned into a huge star for a short period of time. Um, And that never happened with Norm MacDonald. So, uh, but I was a big, big Norm MacDonald fan. So I don't know how you want to get this started. If you want to talk about the cast, the year, the director, whatever, but you're absolutely right. Between Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald both dying way too soon and, you know, untimely deaths, uh, that was why I picked Dirty Work. And this is a movie that I think of very fondly from my youth, from my uh, teenage years, my high school years. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh you said this is his biggest leading role. Is this his only leading role? Because it's the only one I know of. He also had a movie called Screwed. Did you ever see Screwed? No, I don't think With so. With Dave Chappelle and Danny DeVito. It's horrible. You don't need to see it. No, uh, yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> Norm MacDonald plays like a butler for Elaine Stritch. She's like a mean, old, rich lady. He's the butler. Sherman Helmsley is in it. Um, it's awful. I, yeah, it's, 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 it's really bad. Um, but, uh, this is his best leading role. This is his best role in a movie as far as I'm concerned. He did star in a few other movies. If you look up his, uh, filmography, um, he was in Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman biopic with Jim Carrey. He was in People versus Larry Flint. He had one scene in that. Um, so he had a few, you know, roles. He was, of course, in Billy Madison as Adam Sandler's uh, friend at the beginning. But uh, Right. No, I knew he was in other movies. I just meant as a more of a lead. <clears throat> He's definitely not a lead in those other movies. No. Dirty Work and Screwed are the only two that I can think of where he was a lead. They both flopped. 
and screwed I have nothing nice to say about. It's kind of like when we talked about Chris Farley. I can go on and on and on about how much I love Tommy Boy and how great I think Tommy Boy is. I'm not going to say that many nice things about Black Sheep or anything nice about Black Sheep. So kind of mm-hmm. the same thing with Screwed. I'm not going to say anything nice about it, even though I do. Obviously, I've, if you're listening just for the, you know the first few minutes here, you could tell I really you know have great affection for Norm Macdonald and loved his humor, um, and I as I loved uh, Chris Farley and David Spade's humor, but uh, and I love Dave Chappelle's humor too, uh, but that just didn't make for a good movie. All right. Um... So, well, let's talk about the year first. So, this movie came out in 1998. Um, mm-hmm. So, a few years after Billy Madison and uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but uh, seems to be, you know, a lot of the same people at least make cameos in this movie. Yeah, making cameos. Well, Norm MacDonald, his stardom, he was getting started on Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live as Chris Farley and Adam Sandler and David Spade were finishing Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so he's a little so behind he was them. sort of yeah he was sort of going to be the the next generation the next I think ninety five ninety six was when there was a big transition and that was his first full season Will Ferrell's first season. Uh, Chris Kattan, Sherry O'Terry, those kind of, if you remember Saturday Night Live at that point. And at that point, yeah, you know, Adam Sandler was gone, David Spade was gone. Or I know Spade stayed a little bit longer than Sandler and Farley. Chris Rock was gone. Tim Meadows was still there. So, yeah, we've done a lot of Saturday Night Live movies. Uh, lately. <laughs> in, lately, yeah, with Spies Like Us with Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, of course, who was the first weekend update uh correspondent i'm chevy chase and you're not Mm -hmm. um so we did uh we of course did um tommy boy and have we done any other uh saturday night live alum movies i'm sure we have um well we did chevy chase and dana accord you said um yeah so no i think that's it though for now okay all right so yeah so um so norm mcdonald was you know and in the mid to late 90s, after that huge exodus with those big names, those big stars, you know, like Dana Carvey was gone, Phil Hartman, Kevin Nealon, you know, Norm MacDonald sort of emerged as the first big name of that new cast. Um, and eventually, as we know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Norm MacDonald's history on Saturday Night Live, he got fired from first from Weekend Update and then fired from the show completely. Do you remember why he got fired? Um, something to do with O.J. Simpson. You got it. He was dangerous. See, they would tell him someone, some executive or some producer at NBC was friends with O.J. And in the mid-90s, <laughs> you couldn't, you know, go a day without hearing about O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. at some points, 94, 95, 96. And they would tell Normanthal, don't make any O.J. jokes. And he's like, okay, I won't. Okay. Then he got on, and it's live TV, and he made so many OJ jokes. And he was like, Norm MacDonald was dangerous. He would do humor that was experimental. He would do, you know, his deadpan humor, all those Frank Stallone jokes. I I don't know. Did you like Norm MacDonald on SNL? Uh, I'm not that familiar with him from SNL because that was a time that I wasn't really watching SNL when he was on. Um, I've seen clips and and things like that. I've only ever really seen him on Weekend Update. I don't know if he was ever in sketches, but I don't. Think oh I've yeah, seen he any. did. He did great, Larry King. When he did Celebrity Jeopardy, he was Burt Reynolds. He oh was yeah, Jeff of Ferguson. course. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, he did. But he did Burt Reynolds for other things. And I don't know. I wasn't alive in the seventies, uh, but 
according to my mom, she's like, that's the best Burt Reynolds impression ever. She's like, in interviews, he was always chewing gum. He was always looking off to the side. And my mom was wondering, who's he looking at? Why isn't he looking at the camera? Why isn't he looking at the person <laughs> interviewing him? So she, he allegedly, you know, I, I you know, can't speak for that about Burt Reynolds. But that young Burt Reynolds, he captured him perfectly. Um, so hopefully he's up there uh, having fun with Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery and Alex Trebek doing their own celebrity Jeopardy. Um, yeah. But uh, he's, uh, yeah, I loved him on SNL. I always thought he did a great David Letterman. When he would do ha ha and he and uh, he was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did a really good letterman. He'd wipe his forehead with the uh, index cards. Um, mm-hmm. So he was he was one of my favorites on SNL. He had a great skit with uh, Sylvester Stallone. If you remember that one where he's playing like a car accident victim and Stallone comes to save him. And he's like, oh, no, I can't believe I'm getting saved by the guy who made Tango and Cash. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then his dying words are stop. Stop, stop, or my mom will shoot. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. And you're laughing at me saying it. Norm McDonald's, to me, he was the kind of comedian where he could just say anything and make it sound funny. His delivery, his deadpan delivery, just, it could not be matched. Uh, so I loved his stand-up. You never saw his stand-up, Rich? No. Oh man, I, I definitely recommend. There's a couple on Netflix. There was he had a show uh, maybe about a year ago. Norm Macdonald has a show, and the guests one was Chevy Chase, one was David Spade, one was I think Judge Judy, and they're funny. They're, it's it's kind of like he's like taking and you know, he doesn't take it seriously at all, but it was funny. He had yeah, a show I've on Comedy Central. Norm Sports. Did you ever watch Norm Sports? No, but I've heard of it. Okay, that was good too. That's what introduced the world to Kyle Mooney. You know Kyle Mooney on SNL. Yeah, that's his nephew. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's I believe that's his nephew. Where they that was the first time. Yeah, he showed up and he did a few random things. So I just always loved his humor. So obviously Norm Macdonald. I guess it, I didn't realize he meant more to me than you, but. Ironically, you own this movie on DVD, correct? And I don't. I do. Um, so my history with this film is yeah. I have no idea why I have it on DVD. <laughs> I, I, my only thought, because I thought about this, I definitely <laughs> never saw it before I saw it on DVD. So I bought it not even knowing, not even seeing it. Um, okay. I probably it was at, I probably bought it during the time of my life where I was collecting DVDs, you know, building like a big DVD collection, and it was probably in a five dollar bin or something like that okay. at Best Buy. So and you're like, eh, hey, Norm Macdonald, Chevy Chase can't be that bad. <laughs> exactly. Because and even if I, it is Chevy Chase, I like Chevy Chase. <laughs> I never saw this before that. Um, okay. I watched it a few times from owning it, but. It was never like a movie that was really on my radar or anything. Oh, wow. See, um, me and my friends, totally different. I saw this opening weekend. I'm one of the few. I think it opened up yeah. June of 1998. It opened up at the box office at like eighth or ninth place in the top ten. It bombed big time. It didn't. It had a small budget. It didn't make its budget back. Um, we could talk about some of the movies that beat it at the box office. Because June, you know, big summer blockbusters, 1998, was what it was up against. Um, and it just, it, it got killed. So uh, Yeah, so what um, what movies, I know Something About Mary was that year. Um, right. which so we'll of, go over 1998, the year in film, real quick. 
Yeah, that, that movie kind of brought back the R-rated comedy, because what I heard about this movie was that it was yes. supposed to be R-rated, and then mm-hmm. they kind of watered it down to attract a bigger audience. Yes, which they neutered it, but off. I still... Th- no, it didn't pay off, but I still think it's funny. Well, Adam Sandler movies are PG-13, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Tommy Boy was PG-13. So I guess for SNL alum, that was sort of the route to go, and it worked mm-hmm. for Sandler, it worked for Farley... Uh, it did not work for uh, Norm Macdonald. But also, when we talk about this movie, was Norm Macdonald really much of an actor? No. Exactly. Okay, I, I think Chris Farley, say what we want about him. And I've, like I said, I read his you know books about him and things. And Chris Farley really had aspirations to be an actor. He really wanted to be, you know, more than John Belushi, more than John Candy. You know, he wanted to be a serious actor. And who knows what would have happened. He could have, you know, evolved into that. Uh, And Sandler, say what you want about Adam Sandler. Yeah, 90% of the time he's playing himself. But the outliers, the exceptions, I think he's a really good actor, Adam Sandler. So, um... I, I don't know what right. your opinion is, but... Uh, no, know, I agree, more, and he's yeah. more dynamic, for sure. You know, he can yes. do, you know, more yes. versatile, but... Norm, and in this movie, it looks like maybe this is Bob Saget's fault, maybe this is the writer's, I'm not sure, but it looks like he's not even trying. I mean, his delivery of some lines, he says this line twice, and I can't stop laughing when I think about him saying it. Who's that dude? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It's... Why does he talk to you like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Giovanni, who's that dude? Who's Not that a dude, dude, it's the opera. <laughs> oh, oh, the opera. Yeah, yeah, we are ruining that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's it's just really, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, he, he, he's not really trying much. And there's other... I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that when we get into the movie. So 1998, yes, about a month or so after this, there's something about Mary would come out. And that would be the biggest comedic hit of the year. The sleeper hit of the year. Because let's remember, 19, you know, summer blockbusters, there was probably a big action movie every week coming out in mm-hmm. you know that summer and there's something about mary it was an r-rated it was meant to be like an alternative you know it wasn't meant to be a hundred million dollar blockbuster which it ended up being and it wasn't a hundred million dollar blockbuster opening weekend i think it opened up in like third or fourth place and then over time word of mouth people were, oh my god you've got to see this oh my god that scene with the hair gel oh my god that scene with the dog it was really mm-hmm. like a conversation piece and then by mid to late August, it was maybe still in the top five when the movies that had beaten it in the box office opening weekend or the first two weeks that it was out were not even maybe in the top five or in the top ten. So it just, mm-hmm. you know, was word of mouth propelled There's Something About Mary. So that was a big movie from 1998. And yes, it did bring back the R-rated comedy and raunchy comedy in a big way. But um, notable movies from 1998... Uh, the the best picture. Do you know what won best picture that year? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Shakespeare in Love, and you oh. know the controversy behind yeah. that, correct? No. Oh well, it's pretty much it should have been Saving Private Ryan, but now he's Mister, you know, the most one of the most evil men who ever lived in Hollywood, uh, Harvey Weinstein. He paid so much money and campaigned so hard. 
uh, for Shakespeare in Love to win, uh, but okay. it ended up winning Best Picture. Yeah, so Shakespeare in Love was Best Picture. Saving Private Ryan should have won Best yeah. Picture, and in my opinion, deserved it. And that was a summer. That came out in the summer, July of 1998. I remember seeing that in the summer. Um, another big war movie from that year, The Thin Red Line. You ever see that? No. Okay, well, I'll just go down a list of notable or big movies from 1998, and you can talk about which ones you want to talk about. Uh, Dark City, Life is Beautiful, The Truman Show, There's Something About Mary, which you mentioned, Gods and Monsters. Adam Sandler had his breakout year with two huge hits, The Wedding Singer and The Water Boy. Uh, Bullworth, Primary Colors, Ronan, Smoke Signals, The Avengers, the Sean Connery flop, not the uh, Marvel movie, uh, Enemy of the State, Lethal Weapon 4, Replacement Killers, Ants, and A Bug's Life. There were two bug movies released, I don't know, about a month apart that fall. Um, Armageddon, huge summer blockbuster that year. Deep Impact, two uh, asteroid movies released about a month or two apart in the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, American History X, The Negotiator, Blade, big Marvel movie before Marvel movies were a thing. Happiness, He Got Game, a movie we've talked about before, The Big Lebowski, which I know we're both fond of. Wild Things and A Simple Plan. So those are some of the big hits or significant movies of 1998. Um, yeah, you mentioned some movies that I like, but nothing, nothing that, other than Something About Mary, none that I really love. I, I do love Something About Mary. Saving but, Private but, Ryan? Yeah, I like it. Not, you know, oh, those, those it. it's, it's good, but it's, it's not something I'd movies. watch for fun. Exactly. But, man, it's, what a, it's... what a powerful movie. What a, I mean, I remember seeing that in the theater and thinking like, wow, I had just seen like one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, and I stand by that. Um, right. Truman Show? That was an incredible movie. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, wow. Don't love okay. it. Okay, Maybe we should do that as one of the ones that uh, <laughs> where you have the reverse opinion. Oh, man. I, uh, um, I don't know. But, other other uh, than that, uh, you know, picture of him gardening that I sent you. That's <laughs> probably the highlight of... Rich knows me well, and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a recent new homeowner. For those that don't know, and uh, my girlfriend uh, bought me a bunch of new plants and flowers for my. Uh, I had like a built-in flower bed in front of my new house, and uh, well, we spent one you know September uh, afternoon or day uh, gardening. And when I told Rich I was gardening, he's like, I don't even know you anymore. And he <laughs> sent me a picture of Jim Carrey with him gardening and his like butt sticking out. And he goes, this is you right now. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, yeah Jason, if you, if you, uh, yeah, if you Google Jim Carrey, Truman show gardening, uh, it's a pretty famous image from the movie. <laughs> that's, I think that's a really good movie. I stand by that and eternal sunshine or Jim Carrey's two best movies. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, all right. Um, let's get into the. We talked about. Well, we talked about Norm Macdonald. I don't really have anything more to say about him unless you do. No, yeah, we talked about Norm. Great stand-up comedian. Not a great actor. Great on Saturday Night Live. If you were alive in the mid to late '90s, watching Saturday Night Live up until he got fired uh, for all the OJ jokes. Um, he was he was really one of the highlights of that show, and I stand by. I think he's the best, or certainly one of the best, uh, Weekend Update uh, people hosts they ever had on that show. Because he he's, was dangerous. Yeah, he's, he's you top, never knew what was going to happen. Yo, with top top three, I'd say maybe Chevy Chase, uh, mm -hmm. Dennis Miller, and him. 
now that Dennis Miller's a right-wing nutcase, we forget that Dennis Miller in the 90s was actually really funny. Uh, so... Uh, Take that for what it's worth, but and Kevin Nealon was all right too. But uh, I, I like Kevin Nealon. I like Tina Fey when she was on. I did see. I didn't like Tina Fey or Amy Poehler or uh, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers. I thought they were too. They were like a Disney commercial. Norm Macdonald was dangerous. Norm yeah, Macdonald well, was, was unpredictable. That was he a was different time for Saturday Night Live. In my opinion, it was a better time. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying it was. It's not like that at all anymore. No, and I do like Colin Jost and Michael Che, and I I think they get away with more than the Tina Fey's and Amy Poehler's got away with ten or fifteen years ago. But um, I just, yeah, I don't know. Norm was unpredictable. He was like Letterman, and everyone else is like Leno. Mm-hmm. So if you like that, you know, bizarre, offbeat, unique humor, which I guess I do, then Norm Macdonald slash David Letterman are you guy. If you're like set up punchline, set up punchline, then Jay Leno and a lot of the more recent Weekend Update people that have followed Norm Macdonald. I, we haven't had a Weekend Update person like Norm Macdonald since he yeah. left. So. Um, yeah. Uh, so also in this movie, Jack Warden, um, who I know just from some bit parts. Um, oh, terrific Oscar nominated actor. I love Jack Warden. He's one of the original 12 angry men. Oh, okay. What was that? Was he was nominated for an Oscar for? I don't think so. I forget what he, I think he was nominated for things that I don't know, but he's 12 angry men is directed by Sidney Lumet. One of my favorite, uh, directors, uh, so Jack Warden starred in a number of movies for him. He was in uh, The Verdict with Paul Newman. He was in Guilty by Suspicion with Don Johnson. Um, but I'm sure you remember Jack Warden the most for um, Problem Child. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're I didn't rich. think you were going to say that. But yeah. I, well, you know what? I, I, I know you, okay? So I may know <laughs> movies, but I know you as well. So Problem Child and Problem Child 2 where he was the grandfather, and he was funny in those movies. Uh, yeah, and um, also um, he was in The Replacements. Which the is Replacements, a yes. Yep, him and Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. I think that was his last movie, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. He didn't die right after, but he died a few years later. He was in his 80s, I think, when he passed away. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always liked Jack Warden. Uh, really, really good actor. Pops up in classic movies, pops up in, you know, recent. He did a lot of comedies, I guess. The He was in the Carrot Top movie, Chairman of the Board. Was he? Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, Rich? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I and I like I like Carrot Top. You do? Terrible. Okay. <laughs> I saw him at the Luxor in Vegas actually a while ago. I um, like Carrot Top. I do. I like Carrot Top. Okay, I'm surprised you like Carrot Top. But here, great Norm Macdonald moment when Courtney Thorne Smith and Norm Macdonald were on Conan. You know how Conan back in his NBC days. I don't know what his show is like now, uh, but he would have Andy Richter on the couch. He would have one guest come out, then another guest, and the original guest would stay there. So it was. Andy Richter, Norm Macdonald, Courtney Thorne-Smith, and Conan O'Brien. And she's talking about, yeah, I'm in the new Carrot Top movie. It's called Chairman of the Board. And Norm Macdonald, right away, real quick, goes, yeah, Chairman of the Board. Is it spelled (laughs) B-O-R-E-D? It's funny, right? <laughs> I actually I actually saw that, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. So uh, I didn't think I'd be throwing in any Carrot Top uh, Chairman of the Board references tonight, but when you got Jack Warden, and we're talking about his later films, 
<laughs> that's uh, that's. Well, there's a Norm Macdonald connection, so it all makes sense. And there's clearly with that. That's one of his uh, great talk show moments. So yeah. Um, who else? Yeah, who else is in this? This movie has a huge cast, and sadly, a lot of them have passed away. So Norm Macdonald yeah. has passed away. Jack Warden has passed away. Uh, surprisingly Lang, enough, uh, surprisingly Lang enough, Artie dead. Lang has not passed. Artie <laughs> Lang should be dead. Um, what do you know, Artie Lang from? Uh, this, um, and, oh God, there's a David Spade movie. It's terrible. He's in it. It is. It's called Lost and Found. I think we talked about that with Tommy Boy. It was supposed to be a Chris Farley, David Spade vehicle, and Mm -hmm. they rewrote it. So you've got David Spade falling in love and wooing the beautiful French gorgeous actress Sophie Marceau. So that's like, in my opinion, completely implausible. And they reduced the Chris Farley role into he's became the sidekick character. And it was played by Artie Lang. Uh, But one one funny part is John Lovitz as a dog whisperer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I remember that. If you could find the, yeah, that scene on YouTube, that scene is worth checking out. Artie Lang also had a small part in Old School. Artie Lang, I think he was in Beer League. And I mostly know Artie Lang from his days on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, that's that's so, probably what he's most known for right, yeah, these days. Uh, how he's still alive, how he outlived Norm MacDonald. I can understand him outliving Jack Warden and mm-hmm. maybe some of the other actors in here. But And even his stories, he'll tell you how when we get to talking about another co-star, uh, all they were they were doing like nonstop coke the whole time between takes and... Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So somehow Artie Lang is alive and Norm MacDonald and Bob Saget are not. Life is just cruel and unfair and ironic and twisted in some ways. And this is, you watch Dirty Work and see who's alive and dead and you just realize, wow, things just don't make sense. Yeah. Um, trailer, Howard, I've never heard of before. I don't believe I know her from anything else. I you? looked her up to see what else I know her from. She was in a show, I vaguely remember the show, Two Guys, a Girls, and a Pizza Place. I've heard of the show, and I know it Ryan Reynolds. It was the starting point for Ryan Reynolds, exactly. Yeah. So he went on to be big and no one else. And she was also in, I'm sure you saw Me, Myself, and Irene. I did. She was the wife. She was Jim Carrey's wife at the beginning who leaves oh, for okay. the, the, uh, the midget uh, black uh, limo driver, whatever, the, mm-hmm. the, the one from Bad Santa, Tony Cox, yeah. that actor. Yeah, so that's trailer. That's the only, those are the only two other things that I've, that I've seen her in or that I know of that she's been in that I could like say, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, she plays. Uh, I think her name is Kathy in this movie. Kathy. Yep. He calls her Mildred in a really yeah scene. to get her name. Yeah, to get her <laughs> yes. attention. Uh, Don Rickles has a cameo as Mr. Hamilton. He's a movie store, um, uh, movie theater owner or manager. One of the best scenes in the movie. He's yes. Great. Are you a Don Rickles fan? I am. I am too. And last week we talked about John Lovitz. I didn't talk about the later works of John Lovitz. We stopped at Blues Brothers 2000. But he did a great documentary all about Don Rickles. It's called Mr. Warmth. (laughs) And Don Rickles, oh my god, I wish I could have seen him in Vegas or somewhere Mm -hmm. because he was hilarious. And he was in a lot of other, you know, great movies too over the years. Yeah, Casino, great serious role. Casino being one. Yeah, great serious role. Yeah, Joe Pesci beats him up, I think. Um... 
And uh, there was a funny talk show moment where Scorsese was on there and he comes out. I think it was on Conan as well. And he's like, yeah, I thought I'd do Casino and have a great movie career. Restart my movie career. Nothing. No offers. Thanks a lot, you bum. <laughs> Something like that to Scorsese. It's really funny. Um, if you Yeah, and if you ever watch Google uh, or uh, YouTube um, Don Rickles on uh, Johnny Carson, there's a lot of great stuff. Oh, yeah. He was just... <laughs> I, the way he would talk to the audience uh, mm-hmm. and the way he would just make fun of people in the audience and that was how allegedly he got this part because i think it was supposed to be rodney dangerfield i read and when i think it was bob saget who said wait this guy's just insulting people let's get don rickles let's see if he'll do this don rickles said yes and so don rickles took the part yeah it's a it's a great scene and there's a great outtake how you got this movie i'll have no idea (laughs) right to norm mcdonald's face yeah that was funny um that was good uh, Don Rickle is also famous for being Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story franchise. That's right. That was probably his biggest paycheck, I guess. So yeah. He, he probably didn't have to do all those Vegas shows, but I think he chose to. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. He died in his mid to late 80s. I don't remember exactly, but he was... Yeah, he was know, older. He was older. He was from the, you know, Rat Pack, Dean Martin, Johnny Carson, yep. like you mentioned. The Sinatra. Sinatra. He, he was in a movie with Clark Gable, a submarine movie called Run Silent, Run Deep. So, yeah, mm. a Clint Eastwood movie, Kelly's Heroes. Um, so, yeah, he's he, he goes back a ways, Don Rickles. And, I mean, I wouldn't say this is one of the highlights of his career, but I think he's very good in this, and I think it's, you know, it's a funny movie. So Yeah. Um, Christopher McDonald plays Travis Cole, uh, probably most famous for Shooter McGavin, at least for Absolutely. me. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think he was sort of typecast as the comedic villain in a lot of late 90s comedies. Yeah. He's, he's basically Shooter McGavin, but a, what, a, a land owner, land, you know, uh, real estate. Eh, much mobile. less memorable role. I honestly forgot he was even in this movie until I started watching it. Okay, yeah, I remembered it. But and by the way, there's definitely something going on with him and the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny scenes there. So yeah. yeah, Chris McDonald, I feel like he popped up in a lot of these types of movies around yeah. this time. Yeah. Um Chevy Chase we talked about at length last time, has a small role here, but a funny one with Dr. Farthing. Funny. Yeah. And he was a big champion of Norm McDonald. He loved Norm and really yeah. for Norm to um, do well and is get this it, R rated. In this movie, he plays a doctor who is uh, also uh, a, a gambling aholic, um, and uh, clearly is in uh, loads of debt. Um, and we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of funny moments involved. Yeah. In that. yeah. Um, then there's just some cameos for the most part. After that, um, Chris Farley is on credit in this movie. It's his last. I think believe it's his last movie technically um, yeah. that he was in. Uh, he played, I guess his character's name is Jimmy in this. Um, small role, um, basically a cameo, but in multiple scenes. Funny role, though. Let's yeah. not deny it. Yeah. Um, this movie and Almost Heroes, the movie, the Explorer Western comedy mm-hmm. he made with uh, Matthew Perry and Eugene Levy, that came out a few weeks before this. They both flopped. Um, but he was dead, yeah, in about six months or so before this movie came out. Um, so this was technically the last, you know, movie that was released with Chris Farley in it. So, um, Gary Coleman plays himself. We'll talk more about yep. his scenes later. Um, yep. Ken Norton plays himself in a very small mm-hmm. scene. John Goodman out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you know, John Goodman's friends with Norm Macdonald. He was. Oh, is he? I was going to say, who, who did he owe a favor to? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, I'm sure him and Norm hung out a lot. and uh, I know he loved uh, Chris Farley. There's a, We were talking about Chris Farley documentaries. There's one where uh, he, you know, he really thought highly of Chris Farley, uh, according to what I've okay. seen uh, from those documentaries. And the, uh, two other names you should mention, maybe. Uh, Adam Sandler is yep. Satan. And I don't know who the last one is, but I'm sure I will once you say it. He was actually arrested, I believe, on New Year's Eve for a DUI, David Keckner. Oh, yes, yes. He uh, he plays the... I was going to say him. He plays the, uh, her, uh, the Kathy's boss that she hates. The car dealer. Car dealer, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. So, and David Keckner, of course, is... I, he was on Saturday Night Live for like a year or two, overlapping with Norm MacDonald. But I think he's most famous for being, what was his name, Champ from Anchorman? Champ from Anchorman, and I would argue even more famous for being Todd Packer on The Office. You probably don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Okay, (laughs) yes. But I do know Anchorman, and he was Champ from Anchorman. You whammy, or whatever. Yeah, and and he plays Todd Packer in The Office, and he is like a repulsive, vulgar... Uh, guy that you know, somebody that is you know famous and from offices in the '80s and has no business being in a, in a current office environment. Um, well, he kind of played that in um, in uh, Anchorman, where he's oh, let me reach over and grab that. Oh, whammy! Were you trying to touch my touch my breast? Yeah, or but whatever he says, yeah. But a million times worse in the office. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, I like the way you're put together. I think we should go out. Maybe some chicken, some sex. We'll see where the night goes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm quoting Anchorman for those right. that don't know. But uh, And the last thing I guess we should mention is, yes, this was directed by Bob Saget. You did not know Bob Saget directed anything. Uh, but Bob Saget obviously passed away uh, 65 suddenly way too soon. Norm MacDonald was 61. No one knew Norm MacDonald had cancer. I don't know what the cause of death was for Bob Saget. Did they release that yet? I haven't heard. I haven't heard either. Um, but of everything I've heard about Bob Saget, it is, he was the nicest guy. Um, I know his, did you like his stand-up? Or his? what's your opinion of Bob Saget in general? Um, I like Bob Saget. Um, I, I liked him. You know, obviously I grew up with him basically you know, as a father figure, not even knowing anything more than... than yeah. Uh, uh, what's the show? Um, Full House Full and House, America's yeah. Funniest Home Videos. He yep. was like the ABC dad. He was between 1980, I don't know, 88, 89, and 94, 95. He was kind of, you know, he had two major hit shows on ABC. And, uh, yeah, so it was sort of like if you were a kid at that time, they were safe shows. They were, you know, family-friendly Um and then, but then when you, when you see his stand up, and I'm sure you've at least know of his stand up, right, Rich? Mm-hmm. And wow, was he vulgar. He was, it was like Very, he had to yeah. cleanse himself and shed, you know, his G rated image and just, just these raunchiest, awful, you know, almost Andrew Dice Clay level humor. Uh, but, uh, and I didn't, I personally didn't like that as much from him, but. Um, I remember I saw him with, you know, he was Rodney Dangerfield. He was very close with him. Um, and he, Rodney gave him his start. Uh, so he had a few, few moments that, that, you know, I liked, but, and he directed a few other TV movies. Um, 
over the years. I remember seeing that. One about his sister. His sister had a rare skin disease and she died from it. And he directed a movie about her after she passed away. Um, He directed a movie with Harlan Williams and Elizabeth Berkley. Um, I forgot what it was called, but the word Dick was in the title. So, like, we talked about the movie Dick with Kirsten Dunst uh, Mm -hmm. and and Michelle Williams. It was like Being Dick or Becoming a Dick or Being a Dick or something like that uh, was the the name of the movie that Bob Saget directed. But, yeah, I mean, sort of he was America's dad for a few years and uh, during the time that we grew up and, you know, we're watching ABC, you know, TGIF kind of stuff. So certainly a, a, a memorable figure from our childhood, I think. Wasn't he, he was the narrator of How I Met Your Mother, wasn't he? You know, I never watched How I Met Your Mother, oh, okay. so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think really he was. Okay. Um, he also um, was in a few episodes of Entourage where he was pretty good, playing himself. Uh, uh, I heard that. that. I never cared for that show. I tried watching it. I couldn't get into it. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, you know, sad that he's gone and, yeah. uh, again, you know, obviously too soon. Yeah. Um, so, um, but between him and Norm Macdonald, that's the reason I picked this movie. And it, it is a little bittersweet to watch this. Norm Macdonald's dead. Jack Warden's dead. Don Rickles, Chris Farley, uh, Gary Coleman. Bob Saget, I mean, you know, that's more than half the big names that, yeah. you know, are involved in this. Uh, Trailer Howard's career. <laughs> Chevy oh. Chase's career. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, it's Artie Lang's career, basically, since he left Howard Stern. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's but I, I, you know, so it's it's sort of bittersweet. I remember after Brian Dennehy died about a year or so ago, I remember watching Tommy Boy, and he has such great scenes with Chris Farley, mm-hmm. um, and they had such good camaraderie uh, that I, I remember getting a little upset, thinking like, "Wow, everybody in this movie is dead except for uh, you know David Spade." So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so I will read uh, the synopsis for this movie. The um, first of all, the movie is fourteen percent rotten, so Yikes. very low, uh, but. A 66% audience score. So fresh with the audience, rotten with Big the Big discrepancy. That's bigger than most, I think, that we've seen. Yeah, it's up there. Um, all right, so the movie is about friends. Sam, played by Artie Lang, and Mitch, played by Norm MacDonald, need $50,000 to pay for Sam's, dad, Sam's dad's heart surgery. When they're fired for getting revenge on their abusive theater owner boss... They have a great money-making idea, a revenge-for-hire business. The friends are soon successful, but not all of their clients are good customers. When real estate developer Travis Cole, played by Christopher McDonald, uh, tricks them into vandalizing a building that isn't his, Sam and Mitch concoct their best revenge plans yet. Um, All right, so the movie starts off uh, with uh, Norm McDonald's character, Mitch, as a child, um, they're in a you know it's outside of an elementary school. He's getting picked on. Uh, bully is asking for his his milk money. Uh, he says, "No, I can't be sure that you would actually spend it on milk." And then there's a shot of him being thrown into a dumpster <laughs> um, violently. Um, and there, that's kind of a running joke throughout the movie. Um, he is constantly being thrown out of places and landing, yep, glass, landing on his face. Outside yeah. doors, landing on his face, yeah. Um, 
his uh, his friend's dad, who is played by Jack Warden, um, and his friend is you know eventually going to be Marty Lang, uh, Artie Lang, but at, for now is just you know a child. Uh, tells him, you know, make sure you don't take any crap from anyone. So then they they uh, they plant some guns in the bully's desk, and the bully gets arrested. Um, there was a crossing guard that was grabbing the kids' butts as they walked by, so they put super glue on their pants, so his hand was stuck to them, and so he was caught. Crossing guard grabbing eight-year-old asses, yeah. or something he says. Is, hey, where's your dad keep his guns? That scene could not have happened if it came out a year later, because I think a year later was Columbine. So oh, yes, yes. It could come out now, but if this was June of 1999, they would have just taken that scene out. Yep. Or not release the movie, or held the movie back longer, or something. Like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. um, he uh, they put popcorn in the uh, I think it was a meter maid's car, yeah. Um, which you know made her or in the engine, I guess, and made the engine <laughs> burst popcorn, out. Popcorn and popcorn machines are a recurring thing in this yes, movie. Yes, there so, are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he also starts his you know his notes to self, which he uses a. Uh, I guess when he's a kid, he or he just writes it down. Yeah. Uh, but as he gets older, and in, in you know throughout the movie, he has a, a little tape recorder, which becomes mm-hmm. a a useful plot device. Um, so then he grows up, and well, that was part of Norm Macdonald. I think this, this movie was it was really tailored for Norm Macdonald's shtick, what he was famous right. for on Saturday Night Live. On Weekend Update, he would tell a joke and then take out a tape recorder out of his like you know jacket inside pocket and go note to self and then whatever it was um so that note to self thing a lot of this you know some of the jokes are straight out of nor i like i said i know norm mcdonald stand up some of these jokes like the prison jokes you know Mm -hmm. the disrespect that's what hurt the hurts the most well actually not the disrespect the other thing hurts the most but the disrespect hurts second most straight out of his stand-up. So from his Saturday Night Live image and jokes that he wrote there uh, and things that he did there to his stand-up. So that's where a lot of this humor, you know, Dirty Work doesn't have any original ideas. Okay, so even if okay. the ideas seem original from for, it's Norm MacDonald, he did it on Saturday Night Live. And, oh, it's cool we're, for his fans, you know, like myself, we were seeing it in movie form. So, Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then he, you know, he grows up and he's not the same person he was as a kid where he wasn't taking crap from anyone. Uh, he gets fired from a pizza place, uh, because he didn't make, uh, he didn't, it was a 30 minute or less policy. He didn't get there on time because of an accident or something. Uh, so then he goes back and makes up a lie about the guy bad mouthing the, the boss. Um, and then. Oh yeah, and he said a few bad things about Mussolini in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the guy's like, well, the guy already called and we know that you were late. <laughs> so, um, he gets fired from his job. His girlfriend dumps him. Uh, you know, that was a funny scene when he, uh, is, you know, walking to his house and he sees people walking away with his clothes cause she's throwing them out the window. Hey, and you see a little girl walking by in a huge, uh, Canadian, Montreal Canadians, uh, yeah. Jersey. Hey, that's my, that's my Canadians Jersey. It has his last uh, name on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she makes she says something that like he's had fourteen jobs in three months or something ridiculous. That doesn't like even that. sound possible. Yeah, <laughs> something ridiculous. And uh, 
She throws the popcorn machine out the window. That's the last thing we see, so of her. Yeah, because yeah, she. Yeah, he says, "What? What about the rest of my stuff?" And she says, "What do you mean, with the rest of your stuff? This is, I bought everything in this apartment." And he goes, "Not the popcorn machine," and it comes crashing down. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, another popcorn reference. <laughs> um, like and then I we say, meet adult Artie Lang. Yeah, I say Sam, we, we, we meet adult Artie he's Lang from the popcorn machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he starts living. Um, Mitch, Norm McDonald's character, starts living with Artie Lang and his dad. Uh, his dad is, uh, you know, a vulgar old man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they, uh, they, they go out to a bar, and uh, Chris Farley is there, and you know, his, his whole spiel is that his nose got bit off by a Saigon whore. <laughs> um, and so he has like a little piece missing off the tip of his nose. Yeah, and you could tell there's something wrong with Chris Farley in this movie. He looks way bigger and worse than he did. In, he in, yeah, he, he looks like he's on cocaine. He <laughs> looks movie. like he's he looks like he's about to die. Sadly, which obviously he did. Um, but he looks really bad. But he still has some funny moments. I love the scene at the bar. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think the I think this is the best scene in the movie. To be honest, okay, you um, talk about your favorite moments and i'll either just agree with you or uh tell you my favorite moments afterwards i, I think it's the scene. best I, I think when he's in the movie are the best scenes um you I, mean I, chris farley yeah oh okay all right well well, well no i shouldn't say that um uh, you know what i take that back but and i'll, and I'll talk okay. more at the end about what my feelings are but um i think this scene is is the best scene in the movie um and and I think the Don Rickles scene is the second best scene in the movie. I was going to say, that might be my f- single favorite scene. <laughs> the movie they play, well, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, um, so his, <laughs> you know, this movie, I, I, just this line in general when, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the reason for the brawl, but the, there's going to be a bar fight. And because uh, Artie Lang is hitting on some girl, she's alone, and this other guy is hitting on the girl, so they get into her, and she goes... Why don't you two fight it out? She's not interested in either of them. Right, yeah. And so he goes, that sounds like a great idea. And then Norm MacDonald walks over. All right, it's fighting time. Can I be on their side? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, Chris Farley's there, and he's at the jukebox, and some guy comes up to him. He's like, looks like there's going to be a brawl. Are you playing something good? Hell yeah. Rolling Stone, street fighting man, G7. And he hits G8. <laughs> and the guy's if like, If you like pina coladas. Yeah. The guy's like, uh, You just hit G8. And <laughs> yeah, if you like pina coladas. Uh, that was the first time I heard that song. I know for a lot of younger people, that song might be synonymous with Guardians of the Galaxy. For me, if you like pina coladas, synonymous with the bar fight in Dirty Work. Yeah, um, it's called Escape by Rupert Holmes. Um, yeah, that's it. It, it uh, yeah. So that song plays. It's obviously not a bar fighting song. No, but um, it's so funny. And my favorite line is when Norm Macdonald, they're about to get into a fight. The guy's about to hit him. He goes, "Hey, why do you get a pool cue?" And he yeah. smacks him with the pool cue. Smacks him over his back. Um, yeah. And he gets thrown out of a window, like we said yeah. he would. And note, he to does it. note to self. Learn to fight. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, but prior to that, he did meet uh, the girl that we will come to know as Kathy. That's kind of when they get introduced at the bar. Yep. So she'll be back. Um, she's the love interest in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then they decide to get revenge on the frat guys that beat them up. So they my other one of my other favorite scenes in this movie. Okay, um, yeah, it's fine. Um, they call the they call them and pretend to be their friends, and you know, Norm Macdonald does his shtick. Um, you know, hello. First of all, he calls them and pretends to be somebody else, yeah. and then uh, says that there's cops going around, but they're not real cops. They're just pretending to be cops and then <laughs> robbing frat houses. So yeah. then he goes and he hangs up with him, and then calls and says, "Hi, real cops." <laughs> I've always wished that I would someday have an excuse or a reason. I, I guess I'm glad I don't have to do this, but I would love to one day have to go. Hello, real cops? Because <laughs> I think that's so funny the way he does that. And then the cops show up. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, the cops show up and the guys, you know, the frat guys think that they're not real cops. So they start to fight them. And the next thing you know, uh, all the frat guys are being surrounded by real cops and getting beat up. And, uh, you know, Norm MacDonald and uh, Artie Lang are also dressed up as cops and they join in on the fun. So, yeah. Once again, the delivery of Norm MacDonald just cannot be, you know, equaled. It's just, hello, real cops? If 10, 20 other people say it, it's not going to be as funny as the way Norm MacDonald mm-hmm. says it. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the, uh, Artie Lang's father ends up having a heart attack. Um, he confesses that he's also Mitch's father. Um, so there's a... You know, connection there that Mitch and Artie are actually, I guess, stepbrothers. Um, but he doesn't want him to tell Mitch for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> it was a funny reveal. He's like, you know, he doesn't, Norm McDonald doesn't believe that uh, that they're together. So he's like, here, I have proof. And he has a <laughs> locket. And he opens up the locket. And instead of, I guess, a picture of the mom, it was a picture of them having sex. Yeah, in, that's in a the... picture of you <laughs> having sex with my mom. Why would you show me that? <laughs> In a locket, too. So I yeah, I know. Funny. It's funny. Uh, Chevy Chase is the doctor. He has He's in gambling debt. Um, if they get him $50,000, he can move up uh, the father on the transplant list. Obviously, the father's did you Did you say $50,000? No, I whispered. Yeah. <laughs> Chevy um, Chase also great line delivery in this. Small yeah, great line delivery. Small if you role, want to know why good. people like Chevy Chase, you get a taste of it in Dirty Work. Yeah, agreed. Um, a, 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 a taste is is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, it's not no, full on Chevy Chase. Chase vehicle. Yeah, no, it's not Christmas Vacation. No, or the first vacation. It's certainly not uh, Spies Like Us, but. It's a, it's a, you get a taste of why people love Chevy Chase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they, that's, uh, so then they, you know, they have, they want to get jobs to kind of raise money. Um, so there's a montage of them working on a construction site where they know nothing about <laughs> construction. So they get fired. A f- a funny line. Yeah. Right angles. Uh, what you're talking about. Uh, we lied on our <laughs> applications. We know nothing about construction. When's lunch? <laughs> You're fired. When's lunch? <laughs> um, they are test subjects for brownies, which is a funny scene. Uh, Very funny scene. They, uh, Artie Lang eats his whole thing, and he's fine. Norm MacDonald takes like a, uh, eats a crumb and gets every side effect that they list. Um, he's you know itchy. He's got red blotches all over him. He's hallucinating. Hallucinating. Um, that's when we see uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, as and Gary Coleman, as the, yeah, as the <laughs> devil and Gary Coleman as himself sitting next to uh, sitting next to him in the car. What you talking about, yeah. Satan? Yeah. 
Um, and know, Adam Sandler going, eat the pig, or whatever yeah. he's doing. It's a we funny eat the pig and we burn. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Talking well, gibberish. Adam Sandler uh, cameo, yes. Uh, then they get a job working in a movie theater. Don Rickles, we had mentioned this. This is probably the, it's my you know second favorite scene in the movie. Um, but, you know, great Don Rickles um, insulting them. Um because they're the new guys, um, and he's trying to impress, I guess, uh, the the owner or whatever, like whoever, a general some, some manager suits. or yeah. something. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Um, then they're <laughs> so they you know get mad that he insulted them. So they um, the two guys put in change the movie from uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're supposed to be watching, but they make it Men in Black, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then smaller who like to have sex with each other. Um, so it's basically, uh, I guess a porno, a male porno. Um, <laughs> ready? One, two, three. Don't look at the screen. <laughs> and then you and see then the Artie looks. Artie Lang turns and looks. Norm McDonald, note to self. Sam just looked at the screen. No, I didn't. I was just trying to... <laughs> then he covers yeah. his face again. <laughs> hey, look, Agent J, there's an alien. Looks like a hot guy. We better have sex with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And that is a joke that my friends and I have for twenty. This what's what twenty four years old now. This movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, never, we always will talk about men. We can't say men in black or anything. Something in black <laughs> who have sex with each other without following it up with that uh, yeah. subtitle afterwards. So that is that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Everyone runs out. They run over Don Rickles. He drops the popcorn. By the way, little tidbit of trivia. Did you notice who one of the theater workers was that's not Don Rickles, Artie Lang, or Norm MacDonald? No. Watch it again. Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother, who also has a small cameo, small part in Tommy Boy. He looks and sounds a lot like Chris Farley. So if you know to look for him, Mm -hmm. you'll recognize him every time, okay? It's like noticing the smile in the Amazon arrow, okay? Once you realize that's what, you know, or the arrow that's pointing in the FedEx logo. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And there's a scene in Tommy Boy where he's one of the wedding guests when... uh, but right when he's calling Chris Farley up, I need you, Tommy Boy, and they start singing um, the Ray Charles song uh, that he's at the table with uh, Chris Farley, uh, yeah, Kevin Farley. So, uh, okay, but yeah, he's in there. Yep. Um. Yeah. So they uh, that they get an idea of you know some the guys give him money uh, the other theater workers you know uh, for doing that I guess. Um, so that's how they get the idea of the revenge for hire business, um, which they call dirty work. And, uh, he, he sees Kathy again, when, who we met in the bar. He didn't know her name. So he just calls out Mildred, Mildred. Hey, goes, Mildred. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I don't know anyone named Mildred. At she's least not anyone under yeah. the age of 85. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's like, that's not my name. He's like, I know you never told me your name. So I had to... <laughs> Just make a guess. I just I just say random names and uh, wait for yeah. somebody to respond and tell me the right name. And she goes, "Oh, that's a novel approach or whatever she says." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is where this is where you realize Norm Macdonald did not have a future being an actor. Yeah. <laughs> this scene right here, because yeah, keep going. Um, this is when she um yeah she's talking to him and then um her boss you know makes her. You know, yells at her to come back to work because they're shooting a live commercial. 
Um, and then her boss, like you said, is played by um, Champ from uh, Anchorman. Um, David Keckner, yes. David Keckner, yeah. Um, then he says that, um, you know, so Norm MacDonald gets the idea of the uh, live commercial to, you know, take over that, I guess, and, and uh, you know, use it for a live commercial for himself and also get revenge on, uh, you know, this boss that's treating the girl he likes not very nicely. Well, the, the who's that dude? <laughs> and why does he talk to you like that? It's yeah. Just, I, I didn't, delivery yeah. is horrible. Something else I'd like to point out, by the way, the costumes in this movie. This may be one of the worst costumed movies I've ever seen. Did you see what Norm MacDonald's wearing the whole time? Uh, a t-shirt and a button down. <laughs> like a flannel and like jeans. And it's like super, super big and doesn't fit. It's like they dressed him like he was Fred Savage. In, uh, not Fred Savage. Ben Savage in Boy Meets World. But five years too late. I mean, he's just... And also super overgrown. So I guess they were trying to go for the, uh, you know, that he's just a big kid. You know, he's a kid in a man's yeah. body. So they dressed him like a kid in the 90s. But my God, this this just the, the worst costuming. Uh, uh, Artie Lang's, co- you know, clothes are too tight. Way too uh, tight. <laughs> just, I'm not one to really... Those that have listened to uh, this podcast... I don't think I've ever mentioned the costumes yet in any episode, but this, they're just, especially for Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang, are just so bad. It's like, how can anyone take this seriously is something that I was thinking as I watched Yeah, the, I noticed Artie Lang's shirts. I didn't think too much about Ben. Uh, ben. Uh... Norm uh, MacDonald. I've got you thinking of Ben Savage and Fred Savage yeah. now, but I, uh, I'm just, it stood out to me. I think his is worse than Artie Lang's, if you ask me. I mean, I used to wear shirts like that myself. Yeah, um, when you were a 12-year-old kid in 1990-whatever, okay? Not when you were a grown man, I, which but I guess, like I said, they were going for, but it was just really exaggerated. Yeah, because he is like 40 in this movie, in real life, around the somewhat like late 30s or early 40s. So, Well, he died at 61, so how old was he in 2001? So how old was he in... So then he would have been... Yeah, late 30s. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been like 38 when this came, or 30, yeah, he would have been, yeah, late 30s, so, okay. So he looks ridiculous, is the point. The costume's like, I wouldn't take him seriously, even as a pizza man, he was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he he takes over this commercial, this live commercial, uh, stages a stunt, putting um, hookers in the trunks, um, and saying that they're dead hookers, and basically humiliating the uh, car dealership owner while also kind of hijacking the cameras and uh, making a little commercial for himself. Um, funny side note, one of the hookers was the Saigon whore who bit Chris Farley's nose off. So, uh, you know, he ends up coming to the set and chasing her around. He runs from the um, bar, seeing the live yeah. commercial, to at the end when they're shooting the live commercial, <laughs> yelling at the Saigon whore and yep. chasing her out of the trunk of a car. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, that's the girl that bit my nose off, he says. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the, basically the whole plan backfires in terms of impressing Kathy because she ends up getting fired because the, yep. the, the guy has to sell the dealership to somebody else. 
Um, and then there's, um, you know, a kind of a montage of other jobs that they have where they are, you know, doing dirty work or revenge well, for people. Well, they have one of the greatest ones. Please t- talk about the one with the house with the f- that makes too much noise and they put the fish all over the house. Yeah, well, I'll go. Th- they shave a bearded lady's face. Uh, another cameo, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, who was married yes, to John yes. Stamos, who has the Bob Saget connection. So I guess that's how yep. that all worked there out. There you go. That's how, and this was one of her first movie roles because I think this. I, I'm not sure how you know this led to her being because I think she's credited as Rebecca Romaine. I think it might have been before she was married to John Stamos. Yeah. But uh, but by the time she was in X Men two years later, where she was uh, Mystique, which was a big role for her, mm-hmm. um, she was credited as Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. We forgot to mention the bearded lady was Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Very good. Um. You've so never they, they, slept with a bearded lady. You've never lived. Note to self: <laughs> I don't, don't want to live. live. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, they put popcorn in a bulldozer, which ends up being a plot point. Um, but yeah, the other one was they. There's a house that makes too much noise, so they hide fish all over the house. Which uh, later it's deter- You know, you find out that they're mob dealers, like, or mob mobsters, or some sort of drug dealers. Yeah, I drug don't dealers. Know. Big drug deals going down while they're they're putting the fish in the house, so they get caught. They freeze. Guy walks in. He goes, it "Smells like fish in here." What is that? A coat or something? Were you wearing a wire? Wearing a no, wire. it really smells like fish in here. Oh yeah. Well, then they all just start, and you don't see any of the violence or any of the action happening. You just see Norm McDonald and Artie Lang frozen, holding the fish, while you're hearing this gunfights and I ah, took the chainsaw and now he's using it on me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny and so exaggerated. So basically, and they end up all just killing each other, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So, so they yeah. finally walk out slowly and. And uh, Artie Lang is still putting, like, fish in a plant or in a piano or something when Norm's like, all right, let's just go. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie as well. That would be up there. Top yeah. three, I guess. Yeah. Um, then, like I said, they put popcorn in a bulldozer that's about to level a house and turn it into a parking lot. And it's some historic old house or something like that. Yeah. Um, so then he... Um, you know, goes to jail for that because they follow a trail of popcorn right to their business office. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> One of uh, the, I mean, if we're taking this movie logically, there's a live commercial for a car dealership. I mean, yeah, obviously. There's so yeah. many ridiculous. It's a badly written movie, but no one paid to see this movie for the plot. I certainly mm-hmm. didn't. Okay, I paid to laugh at Norm Macdonald and Chris Farley at the time, so that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like I said, uh, so then uh, the the building that they save or the house that they save ends up being owned by Travis Cole or he was the one that was going to demolish it. So he couldn't do that now because he wouldn't want to disgrace his image. Uh, Travis Cole is the uh, Christopher McDonald character. Um, so then he kind of pulls a, you know, plays a trick on them, tells them he wants the, them to condemn a building. He'll pay them the $50,000 to do it, which is what they need to save uh the father um but it turns out he doesn't actually own that building he says he does he doesn't um they end up condemning the building even though um you, you skipped over the part where they yeah you, you skipped over the part where they get arrested after they find the popcorn and it's travis cole chris mcdonald who bails them out and that's where norm mcdonald does his shtick of well i'm not worried about pops right now i'm worried about what happens in prison what do you yeah mean? you know the and then he whispers he's like whispers I in his ear that. 
what do you mean? You don't know that? And yeah. so then they cut to, all right, we want you two big, you know, prison guys take yeah. Norm McDonald. You sure you don't want him? Then the next thing, wow, that really hurt. You know what hurt the most? The disrespect. Well, actually, no, the other thing hurt the most, but... The disrespect, that hurts second most. Yeah. And then they get bailed out. So, And that's straight out of Norm MacDonald's uh, stand-up, that part. So, okay. Yeah, all right. So moving on, yeah, with uh, Kathy's grandmother and yeah, she, prostitutes. She, yeah. yeah, Kathy's grandmother lives in the building. Um, you know, Christopher MacDonald's character lies and says that the building's full of, like, drug addicts and, and you know, it's like a really bad, bad people that live there. So, uh, Norm McDonald actually thinks that Kathy's grandmother is running like a whorehouse out of it or a brothel or something like that. Because he sees like young women walking in and they're actually like sewing. So, yeah, she has a sewing business or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they end up condemning the building anyway, even though they know she lives there. Um, turns out that Cole then won't pay them. Um, and he, um, ends up. You know, they, he ends up not, you know, holding up his end of the bargain. Um, says that, you know, he admits that he lied to them, but says they have no way to prove it, uh, which ends up coming back. Um, mm-hmm. They they can't even get into the building at first, so they they pay homeless guys to cause a distraction. And like, oh, we're not the kind of homeless guys you need. You're looking for crazy homeless. We're more just like, you know, depressed homeless. Well, he, he offers them one dollar. Yeah, first. he offers them. They say that. Each. Then he goes, "All right, how about two dollars?" And then they run through like, like crazy. Yeah, cuts through them, running through like like crazy people. Yeah. Um. The one guy. Did you notice? Did any of those homeless people look familiar to you from any other movies? Yes, they did. Was one of them Joel Murray? No, I don't think so. Oh, I just took a guess on who it could have been. Who, uh, who are they? Uh, not, only one of them looked familiar, and I believe it was the... And it's the the one that does the most talking, and the one that has like the speech at, that they all yeah, just like, walk away from. Yeah, it was pretty bad, yeah. Here's your $2, yeah, just to shut him up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. Um, He, I believe, is the principal in Billy Madison that says that, uh, you know, his wife is a whore or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Remember, remember at the remember. end when they have the um the the deca- the academic decathlon? Yes. And then okay, there's like the Jeopardy that. game at the end where and he's like, um, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. That's him? Yeah. The, he, that was oh, him. Oh, okay. I don't re- I remember that line. I don't remember that being him. Okay. Yeah. I guess he really looked like a homeless guy that time, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um Yeah, so he's in that scene. Um where are we at here? So um, we're almost done, I think. Yeah, we are. Um, you it's know, like ten minutes left at this point, really. Well, know, the movie's only an hour and twenty yeah. minutes, so exactly. Yeah, and then five or six minutes of those are uh, end credits. So yeah. Um, he, you know, they find out that they're brothers. Um, eventually, Norman, the the father tells you know Artie Lang that they're brothers. Um, they get into uh, I guess a fight. Their business ends up closing. Um, Funny scene when Norm Macdonald sleeps in his car. He has funny pajamas on, I thought. Yeah, I remember thinking that. That's a really <laughs> funny scene. And that's where a guy breaks into the car to steal the radio. And he's like, what What are you doing? He's like all cool and calm about it. Yeah, he's like, and, keep it um, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's when he realizes that he had his note-to-self tape recorder on. And he tape recorded Travis Cole uh, telling him that he lied. So he's going to use that against Travis Cole. So, plot point there. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, that then they get he gets help to bring down Cole. Um, they go to um, they go to the opera. They you know John came John Goodman has a cameo as the mayor. Weird cameo because it really could have been anybody. He didn't do anything special or anything. Um, yeah, he just kind of introduces true. Travis Cole. Um, they sabotage the opera. They you're ruining Don Giovanni. Who's that yeah. dude? <laughs> Who's Not that dude? dude? The opera. Oh, oh yeah, the opera. Yeah, we are ruining that. And you got po- uh, pops running out there trying to you know harass the fat woman who's singing the opera, <laughs> and he's like in his yeah. underwear with like a Viking helmet on or something. Yep, chasing her around. Yeah. Chasing her around. <laughs> um, they end up, you know. Basically, they end up getting the $50,000 check to the doctor, who happened to be at the opera. Chris um, Farley releases the skunks. Chris Farley releases <laughs> yeah, the skunks so. eventually. Yeah, They've got um, the prostitutes there again for some reason. I don't remember why. Yeah, you yeah. weren't counting on my army of prostitutes. <laughs> were yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it all works out in the end. They, you know, He gets his $50,000. He gets the building that was condemned back to the original owner. Oh, but Dr. Farthing? Oh, yeah, the bookies, they caught him and they killed him anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, he says... He <laughs> oh, says, well, that's it, the end. Yep. <laughs> that's like the last line of the movie before the outtakes. It is. He says, well, I got the girl, we got new jobs. Don't say what the new jobs are. Um, no. And then just says, uh, Dr. Farthing, yeah, he, the bookies caught up to him and killed him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's the end, he says, or something like that. Yep, and yep. that is the end of the movie. Um, that is the end of the movie. What would you think of the music, by the way? I thought the music was actually pretty good in this. For like a comedic movie, I think that it has some memorable, you know, moments in the score. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Um, didn't really stick out to me, but... Okay, alright. Well, maybe I've seen it so many times that, I don't know, it, it's catchy to me, so whatever. And the soundtrack! This The movie was allegedly so low budget, they could only pay for the rights for the song to be in the movie, but they couldn't pay for them to be on a soundtrack. So, but there's a lot of big songs in this movie. Do you remember any of them? Uh, no, what were they? I'm sure I will once you say them. Well, the big movie, well, the one that was in every trailer and every TV spot, and they play it when they're destroying Kathy's grandma's building. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. Oh, yes, yep. You've got, it, it was like a, a lot of like late 90s one-hit wonder songs. Chubbawamba, Tub Thumping, uh, Better mm-hmm. Than Ezra, Good, You yeah. Hear, all in like the first 20 minutes or so around the bar fight scene. You got the Pina Colada song Escape by, uh, yep. who was it, Rupert? Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes, you've got um, another one, the Third Eye Blind song, um, Jumper, do, 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 yeah. I can't sing, but yeah, so that, there's a lot of famous, you know, the songs that were very popular on the radio uh, in 1997, 98 that, you know, pop up in this movie. Yeah, so. Semi-Charmed Life. Um, Semi-Charmed Life, uh, yeah, okay, Semi-Charmed Life, Jumper's a different, so I wish you would step back from that. Yeah, it's different, yeah. I got, I got my Third Eye Blind songs confused, <laughs> but yeah, the do-do-do, that's from uh, Semi-Charmed Life, yeah. So, um, anything else? I'm trying to think. Those are the ones that stand out the most. Yeah, There might that's be a it. few others. Yeah, okay. And maybe some Don Giovanni. I believe that's Mozart. I forgot who wrote that. I, opera, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But And that, that over-the-top uh, opera critic. Brilliant what they're doing with Don Giovanni. Uh, this yeah, is the, yeah, the yeah. finest, bravest portrayal of Don Giovanni I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, a lot of good music, I thought, in this movie. It, uh, yeah. I, I don't right. know. I, I think it's really good. But All right. So... Obviously, you do not think this is a real big mistake, right? 
No, it holds a special place in my heart as a Norm Macdonald fan, as a as a movie that, I mean, I don't own it, but I saw it a lot. I, I feel like the reason I don't own it is maybe because so many of my friends had it, and it, I could always watch it, their copy, or we watched it a lot, you know, together. Um, so I, I know it very well. And, yeah, if it's on HBO or HBO, it was one of those movies where if it was on TV, I would watch it and, you know, at least a little bit and I've always found it hilarious so and I still do and yes I know it has its flaws it's poorly written it's the like I'm criticizing the costumes here for crying out loud okay uh, there's a lot of problems with this movie but it's funny and if you like Norm Macdonald and if you like Chris Farley uh, to a certain extent Chris Farley and Chevy Chase certainly do a good job supporting Norm Macdonald in this vehicle. But if you like Norm Macdonald enough, you're going to like this movie is what I think. So, All right. Um, well, you're not going to like this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, and your friends probably won't either. But, and I, 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 t- I toss this around a lot. because Did I, you not laugh? I like parts of this movie. But there are other parts that are just long and 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 too long without a laugh. Really, for what me. parts were long? I don't think anything was long. It's, I, it's short. Yeah. Well, the movie overall is short. But when it when it was funny, it was good. And when it wasn't being funny or I wasn't laughing, it was tough to sit through. Um, mm. And, and I, I've seen this movie before. I, it wasn't new to me, and I've always liked this movie, but not loved it. Um, and. I don't hate this movie, um, but ultimately it came down to me thinking, would I tell anyone else to watch this? And I don't think I would. Um, I don't think it's a movie. I don't think it's a movie I could recommend to anybody. And if I can't recommend it to someone, then it's not a movie that I could say. I I, you know the whole point of this podcast is: Are we agreeing were the critics wrong or or not? And I got to side with the critics on this one. I I, I agree. It's, you know, listen, it's a, it's a good movie. If you're in high school, you know, if there's no good plot. And if I saw this for the first time in high school, I would probably have much more uh, nostalgia and affinity for it. So if you saw it opening weekend and if you like Norm Macdonald as much as I did. Exactly. If you like, listen, and and that's the thing. I, I don't hate Norm Macdonald. I don't love Norm Macdonald. Uh, I love Norm Macdonald. Okay, yeah, I like so him. Happens. I'm not indifferent toward him. I like him, but he, he you know, his he, he is probably the biggest problem in this movie. I, he's funny at times. He's a horrible actor, but he's <laughs> such a bad actor that when he's not, he's when I'm not laughing, I'm yeah. cringing at, at his. He acting. would have never been an Adam Sandler, even if he, if, if this movie was a hit, you know, and he got more offers, he would have never amounted to. He would have been like a David Spade. Where he would have needed either someone else to lead mm-hmm. the way, or he would have had one or two more movies, and they would have been just like, "What the heck are you doing?" kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, 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 and he, you know, admitted to being a bad. I don't think he was trying to be a good actor. I think he was just trying to be himself. And and, and the, the movie at the doesn't. Time, hinge. He was a big star on Saturday Night Live. He was a. It was he broke out before Will Ferrell did. Oh, that was when we talked about SNL. Will Ferrell with. Uh, um, uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. was another SNL alum that we talked about in his career and everything. So he he you know was famous before him, and was a bigger star before him, and just you know where Anchorman and Old School and Elf became you know hit after hit after hit. 
this guy just sort of, you know, he had one and it was a bomb. And then a couple of years later, they gave him another chance and that was another bomb. And that was really, you know, so he just sort of rode the coattails of Adam Sandler. He had a cameo in Deuce Bigelow, I think. He had a cameo in a few other, you know, movies like that. But he was not, you know, I don't think he was ever going to be a, even have a Will Ferrell type, you know, career. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're saying the biggest problem, he certainly didn't take it seriously. He would probably agree with you that he's the biggest problem in the movie. Um, but wow. Okay. But the, so and, and, mistake. and it's, and there's great cameos. I mean, let's be honest. The cameos are great. It's the, the problem was like, I, I was wishing that there were more scenes with the people that were barely in the movie than the people that were in the movie. Artie Lang is fine in this movie. I think he's a much better actor than, than Norm Macdonald, but he's not really funny in this movie. I agree. Yeah, it's not his movie. He, no. He's good as the supporting the moon, where he moons the audience. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. supposed to keep driving. Yeah. Uh, look away. Don't look at the screen. Note to self. You know, he, yeah. I, the scene where he was peeing on the guy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're okay, but you know, I guess it's how much. If you love Norm Macdonald, then you're gonna love Dirty Work. If you don't love Norm Macdonald, then you're gonna really have to stretch your, you know, <laughs> your tolerance or find something else to love about this movie and and that's this was tailored for him perfectly this was tailored around his stand-up around his jokes on snl and you know that was sort of it It was just a movie written for him to you know do his thing oh and that's that's the the thing is if you're not a big norm mcdonald fan then there's not enough in the movie to carry you i feel like the movie itself is like you said terribly written it's yeah. it's you know an hour and twenty minutes of just skits basically, um, it just kind of ends like you know there's a, yeah. a cheesy love story, uh, yeah. extremely cheesy. Um, they have zero chemistry, zero, zero chemistry, believability. Yeah. I mean, if you did that, to, the things that he does to this girl, if you did one of those things to any girl, she'd never talk to you again, uh, regardless right. of whatever comes next. Um, but, yeah, and especially if you had no money, no prospects, no job, no nothing. I mean, come on. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's completely unbelievable. But, I, you know, I still think it's really funny. Chris Farley's funny. Chevy Chase is funny. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I Jack Warden is funny with his scenes. Um, I don't know. I think, it's a, I think it's a really good movie. But then you know what you have to do then if you don't like this? You have homework. You have to watch 80 minutes of Norm MacDonald weekend update clips on YouTube. They're out there. I watched a ton of them after he passed away. That's what you have to do. And then come back and tell me Norm MacDonald's not funny. And if you can still say that. Well, uh, no, I, like I said, I'm not, I, I like Norm MacDonald. I'm, I, it's, I don't have a hatred toward him, and I'm not even indifferent toward him. I, I do like him. Um, it's just that this movie itself isn't an, I, I don't love this movie. I like it. I don't love it. So if you like it, it's not a real big mistake. I I think it's a real big mistake. I like you know it's it's a movie that I I personally you know I like. I don't love. I like, but I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch it. So that's why I have to call it a real. I, I think the critics are right. Um. So for me, it's more of a guilty pleasure type movie 
that well, I know is bad. What's wrong with guilty pleasure? There's nothing wrong with guilty pleasures. You're right, but I don't recommend guilty pleasures to other people. Oh, I do. Oh, I'll recommend. <laughs> I'll recommend Doctor Moreau to anybody. You know, I that. wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's where we're. T- how how strange is this that I'm the critic? I'm supposed to be the tougher one, and you're the one who I'm. If we go back and look at the history of our podcasts, we've done. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many episodes have we done. I'm not sure, but. The major I have liked way more than you have at this at this point at this com- particular juncture. So, yeah, you're, well, you're. And right. I don't know if I want that to change. I don't know if I want that to because I don't want to have to start watching bad movies. I will never forgive you for Rise of Skywalker. I'll yeah, I know. I got you there. So that oh, that made up for ten uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> real big mistakes there. That was that was a brutal. That was ugh. Whatever. <laughs> and that's why we all, you know, we have our own opinions and we're, yes, you know, yes. we won't okay. um, agree on all of them. And again, I don't hate this movie. I don't think it's a real, real big mistake, but it, it's, I, it's, there's just not enough good about this movie for me to, to recommend it to other people. So that's why I have to go with my decision. So and, it's and somewhere it was between tough. natural born, somewhere between natural born killers and monkey shines for you. Yes. Okay, <laughs> although you couldn't possibly compare. Closer to Monkey Shines stuff. than Natural Born Killers. Okay, so you really hated Natural Born Killers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, so that was Dirty Work. So one real big mistake, one not real big mistake. Although you're giving it, I feel like you're, if this was, you know, Siskel and Ebert and your thumb, your thumb is just slightly down. It's not Agreed. all the way down. Agreed. You're just, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's barely. Here's, here's the thing. You. you, somebody could, you know what I would do? I would, if I was with people or something and I thought of a funny scene, I would show people YouTube clips of the, the few scenes that we mentioned. That are yeah, the best Don scenes Rickle in this movie. Scene, the Pina Colada exactly. scene. Exactly. Yeah, and the Don and they, scene. And that's the all they need to see in, of this movie. I, I can save them the other hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Um, well, there's more. I think there's more than 15 minutes of funny scenes, but okay. Um, but I mean, like the big, the big funny scene, the ones that you okay. know we had mentioned. You know, the so top, if you the if top we edited if, if we edited this down to about 40 minutes, you'd have we could have a good 40 minute uh, short film. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, all right. Well, one real big mistake, one not. I am surprised, but uh, you're you're a tougher critic than I am. So that's dirty work, I guess. Anything else we need to add? No, I think that's it for this one, and uh, I am picking for next week. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, well, are we sticking with a theme? Are we? We've been doing a lot of comedies and Saturday Night Lives. I tried no. doing. I switched it up with the Master, trying to do like an Oscar movie that I didn't think was all that, um, which we surprisingly did agree on. So, um, yeah, I am. Um, what are we doing next week? I am going to not stick with the the, the theme that we've been doing. Actually, break it up a little bit. Okay, uh, good. Go with something a little more topical. Um, Ooh, you're turning into me. All right, you're you're the tougher critic. You're picking topical movies here. All right, what's 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 coming up now? Well, we you know it's the uh, playoffs for football. So I thought, Ooh. what better movie to watch than any given Sunday? All right, okay. So this is our second Oliver Stone movie this season. Yes, and that is considered rotten any given Sunday. It is. I did not know that. Okay, I knew Natural Born Killers was. Uh, okay, and I think some of his later ones, like Alexander, might be rotten. That's yeah, I mean. his later ones are. Okay, yeah. any given Sunday. All right, that's a long movie. This is a good solid it, it two is, and a half. It's or gonna so be. Yeah, it's a long one. 
Okay. Is that streaming on anything right now? I don't know. Okay. I actually do have the DVD, so that, okay. uh, that, that is one that I, I do have. So, All right. Any given Sunday for football. This is good. All right. And it's Al Pacino, an excuse to talk about Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Uh, and James Woods. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the cast is huge in this one. So. Yeah. All right. That's something to look forward to. Good. Okay. All right. So uh, that's next week. So tune in then. For now, uh, be sure to like us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is at Real Big Mistake. And Facebook is at Real Big Mistakes. And. Um, also, uh, you know, like and subscribe on Instagram too. Don't we have an Instagram? Yes, I said Twitter and Instagram. I thought you said you said Facebook. Oh, sorry, Instagram, not Facebook. Okay, yeah. Yes. All right. So I was thinking, wait, we got a, you, Rich. You got a Facebook now for us? Okay. No. Um, and the um, and you know, like and subscribe and rate us uh, on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. Um, and that's it for me. All right, yeah, and I do have a Facebook. You can follow me, Jason Konigsberg, on there. But uh, most importantly, you could follow me on my website, panandslam.com, www.panandslam.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jason K. Critic. Uh, live long, prosper, and watch movies. All right, thanks for hanging with us.